0: Hello, fitness freaks. This is Eric Feigl, back from a very long hiatus. Welcome to 2015, first episode of Fitness Candor. I'm joined today with my good friend and colleague, Aaron Parker. Say hello, Aaron. Hello. We, uh, we just got done working out, and so we're both kind of mentally and physically fatigued, so uh, it's excuse us if we have brain farts or you hear somebody fall over or big gasps of air or anything else. I'm going to get a little intro to Aaron. Uh, actually I'll, I'll let Aaron introduce himself go for it. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you started Mission Five and all that.
1: My name is Aaron Parker. I started interning at Mission Five Fitness in the spring of 2014. I started actually in 2013. in December, I started with Joel Wayne Scott, trained with him for six weeks, uh, once a week. He tr- he trained everything to failure, uh, 10 to 12 exercises, and just really really pushed me hard. Uh, so we did that for six weeks prior to the internship, and then the internship started in January. So it was. Where did you, th- you come
0: from? Like the, it was from uh, Cincinnati State, right?
1: Yeah, I was a, I was what a student was that? at Cincinnati State in the Health and Fitness Technology program. Uh, in the fall of 2013, I was in a practicum at Five Seasons Family Sports Club. And then towards the end of that uh, is when I met Joel. Uh, he came to Cincinnati State. He did a presentation. and You he, fell in love. He, he mentioned uh, <laughs> an old mentor of mine, Randy Burning. And I walked up to him after the presentation. And he uh, we connected really well. And he said, why don't you come uh, check out Mission 5? uh, when it's time to intern. And so that's what I did. Uh, he, he accepted me. And then we started the six weeks of training prior to the internship, teaching me the philosophies of push pull, And yeah, the rest is history. Then I started interning in the spring and, uh, and here you are. learned a lot because you're, of, you're not full time
0: here yet, but you're working on that, right? At mission five. So you're, you're at five seasons still. What, what are the differences between the two? Well, I know you and I have talked, and you can keep it PG if you want. So just tell us, like, the differences in philosophy between here and there. You know, you don't have to go into whether you think one is better than the other or right. I mean, there's so many different philosophies on fitness and health and wellness. And I think in my opinion especially, not that it means anything at all, that there's, there's a handful of ways to accomplish something, you know. And I think um, – when people start getting off the beaten path of that is when we start going down rabbit holes. And then all of a sudden we get introduced to different things that may seem flashy and fun, but they might not, they might not, um, meet your end
1: goal. Right? Right. I, one thing I've learned being in the industry, and I, by no means, am I an expert or anything like that yet? I don't consider myself at least. I, one thing I've picked up is there's a lot of, uh, people in the industry trying to market themselves to what, you know is marketable but sometimes what's marketable isn't always the best thing yeah and i've noticed that some of the sites i've been at you know they're doing what they believe but it doesn't really line up with what i've been taught over the years right um with some of the uh, push-pull philosophies and what has actually been proven by science so
0: yeah i think that's big because and i'm I'm not saying that, like maybe, let's just take TRX for example. I'm not saying that TRX is bad for a person because we'll use some of the philosophies here, but to base an entire workout on something like that, you know, and expect to get stronger, increase your muscle mass, decrease body fat, and you know, increase respiratory uh, output, all those things that are so important, um, and increase flexibility. It, I don't, <clears throat> I don't see that taking a person to their their potential, you know. So, I mean, there's, I mean, how, how many things can you do? You can't do progressive resistance. You can't do um, a number of things. You can go down a list of what you can't do. And that's, that goes, is it complimentary to something? Like learning, fun to learn new things? Of course, yeah. You know, can you focus on certain muscle groups with it? Sure. But in the big scheme of things, if you really want to stay healthy and strong, is that the best I, the best option? I don't think so. Right. And I think that if you try to narrow down Really what you want to accomplish, which I think for the most of us is to stay healthy, to stay strong, be able to move when we're like 90, be able to pick stuff up, be able to play with our grandkids, our children, be able to sit comfortably, all those things. There is a set philosophy in place to help people through that. And if you narrow that down, probably TRX isn't going to be or, or something else outside of strength training isn't going to be in that philosophy. Right. Uh, and I, again, my own personal philosophy, you can do uh, you know take that with a grain of salt
1: <laughs> well but... I, I teach a circuit class at five seasons and one thing i do there is i use a lot of different tools in the class because a lot of people want that you know they want to use you know resistance bands kettlebells all those things but what i tell them is is that these are all just tools yeah you know, there's different ways we can work the muscles now i don't get hung up just on kettlebells or anything like that right. yeah it's a great tool but i think there's for some people, a kettlebell may not be the best tool. Right. You know, I, I believe, you know, machines are the safest modality out there, and you can micro-progress from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I visited a kettlebell place here in Cincinnati. I'm not going to throw out any names or anything like you that. You don't have to. But it's fine. at <laughs> the same point in time... I feel like you can get so fixated on one thing and yeah. get away from what actually works. Yeah, and this is the end all be all. Uh, there is no end all all panacea out there. Right, you know, it's just training hard. Yeah, you know, and these are all just tools that we can use. And training hard. Um, I think that we need to train hard, but also train smart. Yeah, and I think sometimes we, you know, like you said with the TRX, you know, it's suspension training. You know, and if someone doesn't have stability, and in the that's joint, a new thing, you know, suspension
0: training, like that's you know somebody's made that up you know just like somebody made whatever up like, it's if it's getting you stronger it's strength training and if it's if it's holding you back from becoming a stronger uh physically and mentally person uh, a mentally fit person then i think it needs to be tweaked a little bit here and there or rethought or something um you brought something interesting up, which I think is really why I wanted to bring you on. Because we started doing, we you and I changed our workouts in the past ten weeks. We just finished up today our ten week. Um, what I'm just gonna throw out there, it's just slow strength training, um, and it's not not a fad. It's nothing like you know, yeah, CrossFit or anything like that. <laughs> but it what it, you are really mentally focused on every motion, every repetition of the exercise that you're completing and we're keeping it extremely basic, right? I mean, we're not, we're not doing kettlebell swings. We're not doing box jumps. There's not nothing that when you look at it, it might, might look really boring to people, but the results speak for themselves. And, um, it's changed the way I'll give you a breakdown of it. So what we've done, we've, we've Aaron and I have selected 10 exercises, um, that are very, very basic, like I said. We, we are doing a uh, leg press, to a lat pull down, to an incline chest press, and you can kind of see the way this unfolds, the push-pull philosophy, keeping the body even. And then we go to a leg extension, to a dumbbell deadlift, to a seated chest press, to a seated row, mid-row, and then we hit a shoulder press, biceps, and triceps. So all the major muscle groups are getting hit and they're being overloaded, right? So you you're you're firing at all cylinders. We are going five seconds into in a, um, a concentric contraction, so the pressing motion, and then five seconds slow and controlled in the eccentric contraction, so going down. And uh, you know, Aaron trains me, and lasts about 25 minutes. I train Aaron at the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're really thumping it, you know, from station to station. Yeah. <clears throat> You get your heart rate up and going, you can get it done in 15 minutes. And most people think, like, oh, 15 minutes, that's not a workout. You're, you're giving – you brought up – what I wanted to bring this up because you're giving an example of effort, maximal effort. If you are pushing yourself hard – and we only do one set of these exercises. We're not coming back around doing, you know, three sets of 15 reps. We're doing six, six repetitions of those 10 exercises, and it's hard. It's extremely hard. We lift the heaviest weight we possibly can in those 60 seconds, and it's the most brutal 60 seconds, but when you're done, you know that you've accomplished a lot in that 20-ish minutes time frame, 25 minutes.
1: Yeah. It's never easy going into it. I have to mentally prepare myself each time going into it, especially after training clients all morning, but afterwards, that feeling you get, I mean, it is just that sense of accomplishment like... Hey, I I went in and did this, but that goes back to what you said, and you and Ben James have talked about this in the last podcast about doing things on purpose and being intentional. Yeah, and th- there's everything about this workout is intentional. We're not doing anything by accident. We have planned right. out. You know, we're keeping track of the weights, uh, the progress. Yep. And not only is this uh, elevated and step my game up in uh, training myself, but it's tra- it's translated in every every other aspect of my life i've started meal prepping before i go to bed you know i want to go hard on everything i do not just you know training myself not
0: just going through the motions exactly and i think even as a trainer you know we do push ourselves when we train ourselves but it it, it can get to that point where it's like all right you know i know i'm gonna go into the gym today i'm gonna do x y and z and you know it there's a sense of i don't know if it's boredom or what it is, and maybe it's something that you know other people come to us for help with. Maybe because it gets stale, and they want to be pushed. They have to have somebody, you know, they want somebody to set things up for them, even though we already have the exercises set up. There's something to me that says, "All right, I'm going to come in. I know Aaron's going to kick my ass today, and we're we're going to keep progressing." But um, I think I lost my original train of thought. What was I saying?
1: Training hard. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, training hard. <laughs> but the but the but the mental aspect of it when you. When you really focus on what you're doing with intent, then everything else kind of – everything else zeroes in. So now it's just not – it's not just those 25 minutes in the gym. It's on the outside. Now I have to recover from just zapping myself physically hard there have been times where both of us have been laying on the ground after the workout. Mostly me. Thank you saying holy. I mean, I, at, at the end I, I get up. I always say thank you cuz it's like thanks for I couldn't do this by myself. There's no, no,
1: there's way, no way.
0: You can do it by yourself. Mm. First of all, it's dangerous cuz you probably drop something on your face. Right. And your face is your money maker. So <laughs> but the it's when it comes to stepping outside, it's all about okay, I just, I just crushed this awesome workout. Now I need recovery. I need rest. I need to think about, just like you thought about your workout, I need to think about what I'm going to eat, how much sleep I'm going to get, you know, what kind of, if I'm going to do cardio, what's going to be most, most complimentary. All these things come into, into play. And it's you're working hard outside too. It's not just inside the gym that matters. It does matter But you can work hard for 20 minutes in here and you have how many hours on the outside you still have to work hard. Work hard not to pull into McDonald's and grab nuggets. Work hard to get to bed by 9 o'clock and wake up at 5. Get, you know, all of these different things. Take some meditation time or whatever it is. All these things have to get narrowed down and it'll translate into your your workout life. It'll translate into your personal life and spiritual life and it just goes on.
1: Oh, absolutely. And going back to the accountability yeah i would not be doing this Uh -uh. without a training partner and i think honestly anybody can train like this Mm -hmm. maybe not with as heavy of Mm weights but you know there is an intimidation factor and if you can get over that you know when people sometimes they walk into the gym for the first time they don't know where to go yeah and i think that's where a personal trainer can come in you know and kind of come alongside and say hey you know I, you know, you don't have to think about this. I can yeah, I be there. It. You just show up, yeah. you know, and um, you, but, you have it planned out. and
0: You see, you know. the, the the just showing up part is tricky to me. And I've said it in the past, like, hey, one of the best things about personal training is you just show up and I got the whole thing. But the just showing up is, it, to me, it, it's all – it's almost doing a disservice to yourself because you still, I mean, even though you have a trainer <clears throat> and maybe, maybe your goal isn't weight loss, maybe it isn't to you know, get super strong, maybe it's just because you don't move the rest of the day, you still should have some sense of preparation. Mm. You still have to have a sense of, okay, I'm going to come in here today and I'm, for the next hour or 30 minutes, whatever your session is, I'm gonna, this is all I'm focusing on. You know, I'm putting the cell phone down, meetings are going to start whenever I get to work. You're training hard now. Now. This is for you. I even said it to a client today. I'm like, because he, he came in, he's usually really upbeat and, you know, on it. And he came in, he was kind of quiet. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was like, hey, you know, it's, what's going on? How, you know, how's your day going? He's like, man, I'm stacked. Meetings back to back to back to back to back. And this was at about, he came in at 1130. And I looked at him and I told him point blank. I'm like, hey, right now for this next hour, this is, you, this is you time. You know, just think about whatever you have to think about. But try to focus on what you're doing right now. And he killed it. And and not that those words meant anything, but I think just the fact that he knew that right now, in that one hour, all he had to do was just this. And that's all you have to do. You know, that mental preparation. When you get ready to step on a leg press, and you know that you're going to just, all you have to do is that 12 to 15 reps or whatever your trainer sets up for you, this is all you have to do. Make those repetitions count. Mm.
1: Wow. Yeah, I think that that can translate. man, that, that can translate into other aspects of life too. You know, I, I think well, one being in the gym. Yeah. You know, you have that task at hand. Are you? What are you doing? Are you? What are you doing? You have to ask yourself, what are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. And I think with you know the external stresses of work and relationships and you know finances, you can bring that all into the gym. Yeah. You know, and you can completely miss out on your workout and not take yourself to failure there, and you know, or push yourself to where you need to be to get good results. Yeah, and exactly. Uh, I think sometimes we miss out on a lot of opportunities. And I think that could be said about life, too. I don't want to go on some weird tangent here, but I think that some, sometimes— Yeah, I'm not going to talk about sea otters. Or, <laughs> sea otters. Uh, But, you know, I, I think that, you know, we focus too much on yesterday and tomorrow, mm-hmm. and we just need to focus on what's going on right now. Mm-hmm and going forward. You know, I think that's why a lot of people don't go into the gym is because they're so focused on yesterday or tomorrow. Like they're so worried about just go. Yeah. Get in with a personal trainer.
0: Yeah, know? get it. Or, or
1: map out a plan that plan. you know you
0: can follow. If you're thinking about going to the gym, that's probably most of the mental battle. You know, but once you walk into the gym, have a have a plan, an idea of attack of what you're going to do. And I know it seems like a lot of work, and you come to the gym and you're like, man, I just I I don't want to put that much effort into my own exercise program. You got to put a little effort in. You you know, whether it's keeping track of weights or doing the exact same um, exercises and knowing exactly where to go and how to do it, you got to take some responsibility for it. And luckily, that's what personal trainers are there for, like you said. But there still has to be some sort of of I don't know what else to. There has to be some sort of vision. Vision is a good word for it. You got to know that you're going in there for a reason. Yeah, you got to pre-see it, if you will. Yeah, yeah. It's just like when that's hundred percent it. You have to pre-see it. You have there's before you go on the leg extension, which is brutal to do the workout we were just discussing. You know, you got to think to yourself. <clears throat> and I do this. I'll tell you. Hold on a second. Give me give a couple seconds, and I'll I'll visually I'll try to put in my mind. Th- at least three repetitions, what those three repetitions are going to look like and what they're going to feel like. And then when you're going through it, for me at least, I feel like I can have a little, it's almost like you're outside, not to sound stupid, weird or anything, but you're almost outside of your body because you're focused so much on just that motion. Right. You know? And it's and then when you're done, boom, okay, it's like, huh, all right, back to reality. That's finished. That's next over. Exercise. It's over. E- next exercise.
1: What are we doing next? Boom, okay, let's do this. Let's do this hard get it done, move on. And you got to make those pre-decisions too. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I'm pre-deciding I'm going to exhaustion. I'm going to failure here. Yeah. Or I'm going to you know? work the hardest so, I can. And then once right that's now. over, then you've already made that pre-decision. You're moving on to the next machine. And you're done. And I, I, that is vision, you know, I, yeah. and uh, that doesn't always, it's not always easy. No, I don't it's think. not. No. <laughs> what we're doing is not easy, uh, but it is effective. It's efficient uh, and not not many people training. I don't want to sometimes be here. and train. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you work. Yeah, I'm here at five a.m. until one o'clock, and one o'clock
0: comes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I know Aaron's showing up, and we're gonna we're gonna crush it. We're gonna work hard, and it's not fun. But I don't. I think on the same aspect, when people, you know, like we neither one of us have kids, so I can't I can't say this for sure. But you know, when you have, you know, a, a couple of kids or one one child at home, and maybe another spouse who. Who is in the same um same predicament <laughs> predicament? <laughs> Children aren't predic I take it back. The same situation as you. You know, there's there's you gotta Eric, set- you have a dog. I know. I love that <laughs> dog. He's awesome. You've met him. Yeah. Um But you can't lock a dog in a crate. Which we you can't. Yeah, that's oh, not-, not a dog, a kid. You can't lock a kid in a crate. You can't a dog. All right. So anyway, you, you know, there's got to be there's got to be that moment in time. I don't even know what the hell I'm saying anymore. I got totally thrown off. Uh, what were we just talking Focusing about? On the Focusing on hand. yeah. Focus on ta- task at hand. <laughs> just know that when you go into it, you, you have to. You, there's mo- Forget it. It's gone. I lost it. You mentioned my dog, and my brain just went crazy. <laughs> good old Dex. Yeah, good old Dex. Um,
1: yeah. Now I, I think that uh, what we're doing here is very uh, difficult. And, uh, I think that, Oh,
0: that's it. Difficult. Sorry. I'm gonna cut you off. The, the, what I was saying is, you know, you might have kids or something else going on at home or at work that is very difficult, but you know, you have to go and do it. You know, I'm sure sometimes people don't want to go home, you know, when they know they have a screaming baby at home or maybe, or whatever it is, or at work when they have a, a meeting they haven't prepared for, you don't want to do it, but you do things to make yourself go in and do it. You know, it's, it's kind of the same thing.
1: Well, I think this, this podcast is a perfect segue from what you and Ben James were talking about. He talked about putting priorities first. You know, he's got his family. He's got, you know, uh, his kid. You know, he's got his church, his family, his mm-hmm. job, you know, his, all those things. He makes priorities. And you can see, as he talked in the podcast, you know, he meal preps before he goes to bed. He packs his bag before he goes to bed. Yeah. You know, and there's just that intentionality there. You know, what is important? And yeah. if there's an intent and there's a he's doing it on purpose. It's not by accident he's packing his bag the night before. Right. And that's not always fun after a long day of work. You know, it's yeah. not always easy, yeah. but he does it anyways. And I think that, it, I believe that's really important is to have that intent, not yeah. just going through the motions, not just, sh- you know, showing up. Like I, yeah. I said earlier, you know, you do need to show up and work hard. Yeah,
0: there's just, just like, you know, you if you go to work and you put in all your effort for work, you, you know, get that. Excuse me, that presentation in line—it's the same thing. You know, show, do what you have to do to go to the gym the next day. Do what you have to do to, you know, work with your trainer or to reach your goal, basically. You know. I, I think setting goals is very important. Yeah, it is. It is. It is super important. As and, long as they're reasonable, right?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean. And uh, shout out to my girlfriend Amy. We uh, we have a dream board uh, where we have short-term, long-term, and uh, weekly goals on there. And oh no. Keep talking. I don't think this is going through. Go ahead. All right. And uh, it's just one thing that I think that helps out with the vision is setting those goals and seeing those, and being reminded of those. Uh, so I think that's it's yeah. important.
0: It is important. You know, <clears throat> this the whole reason why you and I started training. Uh, this you know I just call it five 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 slow is what I call the training it's five five slow tra- strength training is because I started getting into uh, reading more about Arthur Jones, who is the creator of the Nautilus equipment. Um, we started that in like the late to mid-60s, uh, progressed into the 70s, and now it's you know involved into what it is now. He's deceased. But uh, I'm reading one of his books, and a ton of his quotes are about uh, intensity, workout intensity. And I think that when people come to the gym and... You know, let's say they've been either working by themselves or working with a trainer for X amount of time. um, They they expect a certain result, which they and I think they should. But their intensity level versus the amount of time they spend exercising, I think, really comes into play. You know, you and I could go through the same workout and just go through the motions again. You know, twelve to fifteen repetitions, which is a good range if you're pushing yourself. We could take it to like, okay, all right, that was a good set. We're done. We're moving on. Or you can come in and decide to just absolutely destroy it and push yourself as hard as you can. And I think when he talks about workout intensity, that intensity can tra- should translate into into, yeah, I gotta get going pretty soon, it should translate into everything that we're doing.
1: Yeah, it, it's not about duration, it's about intensity. And I think sometimes we do get hung up on the duration aspect,
0: but definitely.
1: Go ahead. Uh, intensity is definitely important when uh, training yourself, and yeah. uh, getting the most results out of everything. Yeah. Whether you're doing three sets or one set, you know.
0: But yeah. Every set should have that intention of, if not going to failure, just working super super hard. Um, and I hate to cut this short. But I have to. We'll pick it up again sometime soon. But I have to go take care of some personal business, it looks like. But
1: um, We'll have many fireside chats and coffee chats to follow.
0: Yes, we will. Absolutely. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. Um, I'll post this, and I'll let you guys know. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, just uh, shoot me an email. And where can they get a hold of you, Aaron? Uh,
1: They can reach me at uh, my email at acparker 29280 at Cincinnati State.edu. once again, AC Parker two nine two eight zero at Cincinnati State.edu. Oh my
0: God, that's like an encryption
1: code. Yeah, I need to get a Gmail. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk at you later. See you guys.